coming up on OTH, Raven and I talk about the newest patch, 12.16, the changes to Udir and how he's doing so far, and then we cover over the first few weeks of the LCS playoffs in the summer split. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Hunt. Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host, Chris, a.k.a. The Cookie Monster. I've eaten a lot of fucking cookies this month, just from, like, Girl Scout cookies to, like, you know, baked cookies that um, the receptionist in my building keeps on bringing to work. It's, I've just been tearing those motherfuckers up. Damn, and uh, it is a lot of sugar, I'll tell you that. But I'm having a good time. You're packing on the, the extra calories for the winter months. I, I like the way that you uh, think. <laughs> and, um... And joining me on this episode is our other co-host, Raymond. What's happening, my captain? Uh, not much, dude. It's been, I don't know, this is like, it's like three weeks, actually, since we last recorded. So, just been uh, a couple scheduling things that messed us up. I went on a little trip up to your neck of the woods, see some buds. Um, mm-hmm. I forget even what happened last week. I think it was just the shit going on. Um, your power went out or something oh yeah my power went out it was like just scheduled for a night randomly it was weird I had to sit in the dark um yeah i don't know man a little bit that actually happened to me not that long ago where like the the power in my neighborhood went out because somebody had like a power line or something and yeah it was just five hours i had zero power and it was infinitely hot in my house as well so like i had to actually like leave the house and go somewhere with ac it was just crazy oh damn yeah for us it was at least like at night like i think they were doing scheduled maintenance like they had to replace some shit or whatever so it was like they said nine o'clock we're shutting it off it was like right at nine it goes out and then it was like i don't know i hung around and i like read a book and did that kind of stuff for a little bit and then just went to bed but then it came back on at like three fifteen in the morning and we hadn't turned off all the lights and stuff um so the like a oh. bunch of lights <laughs> in my house came back on and i woke up and i'm like what the fuck? And I had to get up and turn everything off again before I could go back to sleep. Man, are you all? Were you all prepped for that? Did you have your scented candles and all that jazz? Uh, I had like a camping lantern that I had made sure that it was charged, and I turned that on so that I had some light to read by. But that was it. Okay, okay. What you been reading, man? Uh, dude, this last year I've been. I started reading Dune after I watched the movie. Okay. And so I'm like on book four now, but pretty casually reading that stuff. It's been like eight months, I guess. I would say three books, eight months is pretty good pace so far. Yeah, definitely not bad. Definitely not bad. For that kind of book, yeah. Take it it on your own. You're doing good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Let's get on with the show, though. Today we're gathered here to worship our lovely... League of Legends, which I have been playing a little bit. Every once in a while, I'll get invited to a couple an ARAM or something, and I'll just be like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'll join." And they've been going okay. Although I have been feeling like I've been getting team gapped very much lately. Well, yeah. maybe team gap is the wrong word. Maybe a little bit of team gap, but also like a lot of like comp diff as well in, in ARAM. Yeah, and I I don't know if the the game is just not the same game I once remembered, or man. Uh, Soraka's broken. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I think that just happens in ARAM. You know, like you just get on streaks where it's impossible to win games, no matter how you play. Feels yeah, like. but I. Oh, go ahead. No, I, that, you're good. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I did play against the new Udir in ARAM, and he's kind of strong in ARAM actually. And in fact, they actually we're gonna get into the patch notes, but they they like mid patch buffed him as well. So. I guess we can kind of start there. What what are your thoughts on the new Udir so far with his his slowing skills and his Anivia ulti that he can throw like a spirit <laughs> bomb or something? Yeah. What's the thoughts? Uh so I think my only like direct experience with Udir is I played him like I played him the day he released just in like practice tool and stuff against bots. Um so I he feels a little bit different. You know, you're still kind of mostly doing the same thing like running in and hitting people and you use all your spells but this time like now i feel like each of his individual spells feels a little bit more impactful like you're supposed to use every ability instead of just like spam stun when it's up spam shield when you know whenever it's up and then otherwise you stay in phoenix form and be a tank 
or stay in tiger form and be you know a little bruiser guy um but now now it definitely feels like you're like supposed to cycle your skills uh just to get your passive cooldown and that kind of stuff a lot more often um it's a little different i think i've seen people i i haven't played any real games against him or like as him so i've seen some people say on twitter like that uh He's a little weaker earlier. Definitely feels like his clear is harder to deal with um, before you get uh, a few spells or all your abilities because the individual cooldown is more important. Like you only get benefits from the first two autos after a cooldown. So it's a little harder to clear like at level one and two. Um, but he sounds like he's still pretty good late game. Sweet. That's pretty cool to hear. And um, I wonder... Is he strong, do you think? Do you think, like, his, his numbers? I think so. It seems like it. I think that what I've what I've seen mostly, I think that they, um, what did they hotfix patch? I think his, I think his Q, like, the, yeah, his Q is, like, pretty weak, uh, which is, like, you know, the on-hit, uh, like, AD damage kind of build. Uh, and I know they buffed that in the, in the hotfix, and then it looks like they gave him some bumps down on his W shield. Yeah, on his W shield and the healing, so I think his I think his like tank build was pretty good. Uh, just like going, you know, like you go like Sunfire, Dark Seal or Demonic or like those kind of items and like full tank for the rest of the stuff. Um, and I think I think that stuff is pretty good, but I, I haven't seen that many people play it. I think because like playoffs and stuff are all in the old patch, so a lot of people still like pros won't practice that in solo queue or anything. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly because I just haven't seen enough of it. Yeah, and another thing on that point is I think I saw somebody say on Twitter that Udir won't be uh, enabled for Worlds as well. So only the old Udir will still be there, not the new one. Oh, really? I thought it was I thought it was new Udir on Worlds. That maybe I read that wrong. I thought somebody made it. Somebody tweeted out that it was. Hmm. All right. Maybe next week we can confirm. All right. Uh, all right. We'll take notes on that. Uh, but yeah, let's get into uh, the rest of the newest patch, which is 12.16. It did have a, a couple of mid-patch updates, one including Yumi, just like kind of out of nowhere. Um, and I saw a couple of people complaining about that. But I think there's a couple of few um, cool champion buffs here and there, um, just you know, for us <laughs> on this call <laughs> in particular. Um, and that, um, and some cool skins coming through as well. But, you know, I think that this is going to be um, one of the patches that's going to be leading up to worlds. I I want I want to say like probably 12.18 is probably going to be the worlds patch. Yeah, I believe uh, that's so we're, correct. we're getting there. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So we are getting there. But yeah, let's start with kind of the the mid patch Yumi update uh, where they just like the the guy said on Twitter, I think that uh, here's a random Yumi buff and we just hope that canon Yumi doesn't return. It was like, what kind of what kind of statement is that? So they like buffed her Q, <laughs> her Q damage, and then also lowered her R cooldown by twenty seconds at level one, ten seconds at level two. Um, so I would say kind of significant figures there. And I, I think the world was on fire that day when that when that <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean they did in the normal patch knock down a pretty significant portion of her uh, like E power. Uh, reducing the AP ratio on the move speed that it gives and like giving a two second increase to its max rank cooldown. That's true. So I think that like, I don't know, whatever the early metrics were said that that was a pretty big hit to Yumi, uh, especially with how she's played recently, where it just seems like there are crazy champs like Sivir and Zeri and Olaf and whoever else that she can sit on and late game and, you know, just you hit E and they're super fast and unstoppable. Um, so so it seems like those probably hit that like that play pattern pretty big and they said like okay we have to give her some compensation. Um but I I have seen people talking about yeah like doing the canon Yumi stuff like putting it on Garen uh and just you know that's that's your damage champion and the other one is just there to give her a vessel with which to deal her damage. Yeah. Um and then we already talked about some of the Uda buffs, so let's just kind of cover a lot of them really quickly. So there's four champion nerfs here, Draven, Poppy, Yumi, and Zeri. And then a couple of champion buffs, including Caitlyn, Irelia, Jace, 
Kaisa, Malphite, Tristana, and Zoe, um, and, and Diana as well. I'm going to start with Zoe. I really like some of the changes that they did to her, including, I believe, when when other people kill minions with your W on it, it's going to give you the item now. Um, Which, finally... <laughs> <laughs> now you can't get After mad like, at the ADC for taking your bubble in late game. Yeah, especially in ARAM, dude. Nobody cares in ARAM, but like, it's kind of important, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. But yeah, four years later, they've made this change, and I'm, I'm livid. I love it. Yeah, I feel I've seen a lot of people talk about this too. That uh, this is the buff that support Zoe needed, and um, I've had a buddy who is on the support Zoe train before, or who was before, and he's entered a few of my lanes with it. So I hope I hope that if it is back, then it's actually good and not like more cause for me to get entered by it. But it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. Yeah, and then I would say another one that caught my eye was. Um, some Kaisa changes where they buffed the AP ratios on her Q and R. I mean, the R doesn't matter, it's for the shield, but buffing the uh, AP ratios on her Q, you know, it, it caught some eyeballs from me. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I feel like they're really trying to push her, like, hybrid builds back into existence somehow, um, and I don't think they know how to do that. I think that those are probably still gated by, like, what items you actually build. Like, it's a it's harder with mythic items to sneak in every different stat that you want as Kaisa, but maybe people will give it a try. We've seen some people try to play it like as is on like the last patch in playoffs. I think like Danny pulled it out maybe last week of LCS. Uh huh. But I don't know if this is gonna like really help her. And then that's pretty much gonna be for me. Are there any changes in this patch that are catching your interest, my good sir? Um, I think the changes that they made to uh, like Draven and Caitlyn are kind of interesting. I don't know if that's going to shake up botlane metas at all. I think this is also a weird patch to think about for pros because pros won't play on it until like at least the next patch has happened. Um, anyway, because just like I mean they'll play solo queue on it, but it won't. We won't see any games on it, I don't think, uh, just because of playoffs being locked on 12-15 or 14 already. Yeah. Um, but giving more more buffs to Caitlyn, um, I think, actually, I think we did see somebody play Caitlyn in LCS this last weekend, and it didn't look that bad. Maybe it was FPI? I don't remember. But I, I remember seeing some, maybe it was in EU uh, in the LEC, but I remember seeing some people, like, doing some, like, late-game Gale Force Caitlyn headshots for, like, 1,500 damage on carries. Um, so th- this is, like, definitely buffs are passive ratio, and, and getting some crit scaling on R is pretty nice uh, for just Caitlyn to be able to be useful later in the game. Mm-hmm. And also, actually, another change that I want to kind of shout out is a nerf to the, the Poppy nerf, which is um, reduce damage to minions and monsters on her Q. I think that is going to have um, a meaningful effect on her as we move into Worlds, because I know that some people have been picking her during the playoff matches and stuff like that. So I wonder how big this is going to be, you know, affecting her pick rate um, when we go into the World Championship. Yeah, I bet she's probably still going to be pretty prior just because teams are used to playing with her, but it's going to shake up how junglers, like, actually have to, like, path in the early game. Because I think that a lot of, like, the power poppy is that you get really, like, fast raptor clears early in the game. Like, you're, you can, like, hit two Qs on all the raptors and the camp is dead. Um, and so, like, you can you, you can path, like, raptors to your buff to enemy raptors and that kind of stuff and do really cheesy kind of invades um, or just fight over raptors in general. So having those caps or having that, like, damage cap go lower, I think will probably mess with how easily she's able to to do that um but i doubt it'll i think i think they'll figure out that that's not the only way that you can play the champ um and obviously like you have other paths that you can go but we'll see yeah and then i also want to shout out these zeri changes as well where they really gutted not gutted i've seen worse but they they hit pretty hard the ratio on her w uh, both the ad and the ap (laughs) one 
Yeah, and it, it, when you shoot it through walls and it hit, it was hitting people for like half of their health, that was pretty strong for like months on end. Yeah, it is yeah. really crazy. I think I think especially you've seen the. I I think it'll be really useful this change because you've seen people that do the the like on hit Titanic Hydra build kind of thing recently again, and it's it's amazing how you go that build and suddenly her W damage like looks like not insane and crazy and bonkers uh and instead is just like 300 400 damage and you're like that seems fair for a skill that is like that from an edc but then people are still going the crit build when they're smart and get ie third and suddenly your w goes from like a 400 damage ability to 850 damage ability that hits four or five people at a time so i'm i'm glad that they're nerfing this uh a lot (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's about time, actually. It's been pretty problematic since her... Not release, but like since like they a month it. or two after. Yeah. Yeah, you, especially with how often... like They're obviously willing to change Zeri's numbers a whole lot, you know? I mean, this is yet another patch that she has not escaped the patch notes. Um, so to see that change last for so long when so many people obviously did not like it (laughs) it's a little surprising but i'm glad it's here finally yep yep any other changes this patch you want to give a shout to um i think nothing that's too crazy all the other ones are like kind of just like number taps one way or another um but i think the the one that you might see as like the like reminding people that this chant exists and it is also a good buff is the tristana buff um, they're just giving like 15% attack speed at all ranks of her Q, uh, which is pretty nice. I think that that's like a Trist mid buff, really. Uh, and I I can see mid laners just wanting to pick Tristana again. Uh, that that's one of those picks that it's like, oh yeah, if this is if this is playable, then people will want to play it mid. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think there's like an item change, you know, somewhere in there for even shroud, but don't really care about that item yeah that's not so too let's, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump all the way down to upcoming screens and chromas from this patch uh here we've got armored titan nasus cyber halo janna which if you click on cyber halo janna and it like um opens in a new window the file name for it is like steel valkyrie or something like that which is a you know both of those are sick ass names i just want to be clear <laughs> um but the marketing team needs to get that on lock. I, well, I think Next. I think Steel Valkyries is like the skin line in quotes, and then all these guys are units of the Steel Valkyries. I think that's the lore. Pretty cool, pretty cool. And then, yeah. So speaking of which, we also have Strike Commander Camille, which I would I would buy if I played this game, <laughs> and Strike Paladin Lucian. Which I'm a little surprised he's getting another skin, but it is what it is. And then lastly, we have Prestige Cyber Halo Janna, which, you know, looking at it, I actually wouldn't know if this is a, a Lux skin or not, low-key. But did, secondly, Mommy? Hello? <laughs> yeah, this is I would, Splash. <laughs> oh my god. Six, yeah, Six Splash, that's like totally different from the base. And it, I would want to see it. I want to see this skin. That's pretty cool. It looks like, it actually, it looks so good. If you told me this was Wild Rift only, I would believe you. <laughs> it's 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 too good, probably. Land of the the good skins, Wild Rift exclusives. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like, oh, I, I was also thinking that the Cyber Halo Janna, the base one, it looks, it reminds me a lot of like a Kale skin, um, maybe like the Police Kale skin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, the, the wings make me feel that way. Same thing on the Nasus one as well. Uh, but that that is you know my feedback there. Yeah, I feel like these skins, especially for the Lucian one, I, I guess I haven't seen it in game, but it the vibe of it just reminds me a lot of the project one that like already exists, just like the lines and stuff on it. But I haven't, I don't know that I've seen the effects to really compare them. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's uh, jump into the world of pro play, where we have missed a bit. You know, the the summer split ended. I believe it was you know EG first place. 103 second and then who kind of who cares after that true uh, just true a, a, a mishmash of things 
Um, and in the end, you know, the first week of playoffs also went by where we had Team Liquid versus FlyQuest and Cloud9 versus CLG. Um, I think we can kind of pause there, just kind of skim through those matches just a little bit. Um, we can start with the Cloud9 versus CLG one, which was probably a little more exciting. A total clown fiesta throughout the a couple of the games where it felt like, you know, probably these are pro teams <laughs> <laughs> and that it looks like they were having fun. Um, I think there was a, was this the series where like support Ash was pulled out and stuff like that? Yeah. I think so then was playing a lot of support Ash in the series. Yeah. And which was pretty cool. And I think that, you know, in the fifth game, I ended in a tragedy for CLG and they could, totally could have won the series, but you know, you know, did you have any thoughts on the, the C9 versus CLG? Yeah, I just remember. I mean, it has it has been a little bit removed from this one, but it, 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 this was a yeah, pretty ex- exciting series. Definitely, um, it, it was like it was almost surprising that it was as close as it was. I feel like a lot of people were down on C nine going into this week or that that first week of playoffs, and CLG really kind of gave them a run for their money. I thought I thought after like game three or four that they like really did have have a shot um, at pulling it off, but that game five, like you said, was a little tragic. Uh, but it was it was really like it was almost like back and forth stomps from both teams. Like there were there were points where it's like, holy shit, like how is C nine even in this game or like in the series? And then holy shit, how is CLG even in the series in the next one? Um, but then yeah, that that last game was it felt like they should have had it. They had a really fed Zeri. I don't know. The, the, I feel like that series was like defined by Zeri like Berserker or maybe maybe I'm thinking Berserker's performance on Zeri last week um where he has just gone crazy but like there there were a few spots where it felt like Luger was supposed to be able to carry those games as Zeri uh knowing what we know about what that champion can do and it just didn't come out for CLG on the end yeah and speaking of Zeri dude Zeri and Sivir have been running this entire playoffs not just in the LCS, but around the world. Those two champions are like too strong right now. I know it is pretty crazy. I'm, I like, I'm. It's disappointing that more teams aren't like trying to ban them, you know. But I feel like they must. Like, I think I've seen. I think in. I think in LEC, that's the one I was saying. Like, I saw like some Caitlyn, some Aphelios, you know. Like, like you're seeing other champs tried to be played into those champs, but in NA especially, it just seems like people are so okay with handshaking you know and like oh we're first pick we want sever or or we're first pick we want zeri and then you just give away the like meta combos to the other team um and you're fine with that and if people have tried to play you know a counter like you know you try to pull out a draven you try to pull out a caitlin or something like it just does not work so they've probably they've probably gone through those trials and tribulations and scrims and decided, yeah, it's not worth it. Let's just handshake the meta. Um, but it is pretty boring of a fucking bot lane meta. Yeah. So, anything? Uh, any last words for C nine versus CLG? Uh, no. I think I, honestly, I mean, we'll talk more about what happened this last week. But after this one, it felt pretty. It, it was this felt like a pretty disappointing series where it's like both sides feel bad about it like i don't know c9 if you're yeah. gonna be good you should have like stomped this series and clg it's like damn you were this close to being like winner's bracket winner's finals you know or, or winner's semis like you should you should have won these games um and and they've kind of both came out like i mean obviously c9 was in the better spot they they won the series but I, they definitely came out of that series and i'm like had a had a lesser expectation for c9 going into the next week that's that's fair i think that's fair uh so yeah based off that series um and then also in um in week one we had team liquid versus FlyQuest, where FlyQuest you know actually won the first game of this series which you know kind of makes you think like oh, oh no oh no but then the team liquid went ahead and won the next three games in pretty dominant fashion uh, like all like actually yeah. dominant yeah <laughs> yeah that first game i think it was uh wasn't it like didn't philip just like go insane i thought like, yeah i think he, like, he was playing atrox right? yeah beast beast moded like ultra instinct any word in the book that you want to say about you know how how strong he was in that first game that was pretty awesome 
Yeah, and that, like that, I definitely, that, I think that day I was like doing other stuff, and so I was checking in every once in a while, and I saw like Twitter of that, like, and Philip takes over, you know, takes over the series, takes game one for FlyQuest, and I'm like, holy shit, is FlyQuest actually going to fuck them up? Is Teal that bad? And then, you know, you just check in later in the day, and every other game is Teal dominating, Teal dominating, Teal dominating. It's like, okay, never yeah. mind. <laughs> we got our hopes up Just like a little too fast. 16, yeah, 16 to 2 score lines and stuff like that. So, yeah, enough of that. We can move on to week two. Um, and I also did, didn't want to spend too much time on it uh, since we're a little behind. Uh, so, week two had FlyQuest versus TSM, CLG versus Golden Guardians, and then as well as um, the latest matches, 100 Thieves versus Team Liquid, and C9 versus Evil Geniuses. Do you want to start with the first two, or do you want to just get to the, the sauce? Now let's 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 run through the lower bracket first. Those those were some <laughs> okay. some interesting series to say the least. I think. Um, all right, we'll, yeah, I'll let you take the lead. All right, we'll start. I mean, both with the five games, but we'll start with the the FlyQuest DSM one. Um, I don't know. I think I think after I don't know, just after the whole fucking year for TSM, I wasn't expecting a lot against the series. You know, it's like I think they should be able to win, but you, I feel like I've said that about you know, different iterations of TSM throughout the split, you know, they probably should be able to win more games. So it's like, they have a chance. I'm excited to see if they have a chance. And then you watch the first couple of games and it seemed like they they won they won game one, but, um, or did, did they win game one? They did win game one, right? Um, they win game one. It's like, you think it's fine. I was kind of convincing. There was kind of a salty run back in game two. I think there was maybe one pick different. Um, and, FlyQuest stomped them, and then TSM subbed out Instinct and brought Tactical back, and I thought, this is doomed. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like, there's no way this guy has been benched, and, like, people have been talking about how bad his mental is, and he's, like, been stuck in Academy. They've already lost out of Proving Grounds in Academy. Like, there's no way this is the right choice. He picks Draven in the first game and loses that game, and I'm like, oh, no, guy, this is so, so scary. Uh, but they went on to win games four and five. It was kind of nail biters. It was uh, a bit uh, spicy. Um, but they TSM pulled out the win, knocked out FlyQuest. I feel like the big story is that it's like it's really just a disappointing end for FlyQuest. You have that really tough series against TL where you just kind of get ass blasted after the first game, and then this one, it's like I don't know. TSM almost shouldn't be in the playoffs. You feel like it's like this is your your one matchup against the seventh place, eighth place team, you know, like you should, if, if you're going to prove that you're a worthwhile team as FlyQuest and you've had glimpses over the season, this is the series. You should just stomp them and put them out of their misery. And then, uh, to go out in a tough five game series, it feels pretty bad for Tukui and Jose Diota and the boys, but they had a, they had a good year. They had a good year. Yeah. So I, it, yeah, it doesn't sound right that TSM is moving on after kind of the wild year that they've had. But, you know, they we will be seeing some more of them next week. Um, let's. Uh, how about the CLG versus Golden Guardians series? Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I think this one is like kind of an interesting... Um, you might call it a mirror of the C9 CLG series, where I think that... CLG should be better than what they showed here, you know? Like, you, it went to five games. You don't think it should have gone to five games, but it definitely did. And uh, here we are with CLG out on the better end of it, but you're still, like, a little worried that it took that much work to get through Golden Guardians. Yeah, a, pretty, a bit of a tough start for CLG, you know, having two back-to-back five-game series. I wonder how they're going to do um, next weekend going up against Team Liquid as well. Um, and so speaking of which, let's get into Team Liquid versus 100 Thieves, which resulted in um, a 3-2 victory for 100 Thieves. So it, it kind of could have gone either way at the end of it all. But first two games taken by 100 Thieves, it was looking pretty doomed for Team Liquid, especially because they, they had like a small lead in the second game. And then 100 Thieves just like turned it around on them. And it seemed like they were the better team at, at that point. Um, yeah, they're able to take game three and game four. But then in game five... Um, 100 Thieves played really well throughout the game and ended up taking the series. Um, what were your thoughts on, I guess, this matchup so far? Yeah, I don't know. This one, this is definitely a series where it's it's also similarly like just the stories of the both teams like throughout the year where 
I think TL should just be so much better than they are and then what they're showing, you know, like just just based off the names on the paper and the like caliber of like what they what they can be, the games that they do win, they look pretty good. Um but yeah. And then the the other thing for 100 Thieves where it's like I just don't I don't I keep not expecting these guys to pull off the things that they do pull off, but they, you know, just have really good performances, really clutch moments from guys like Closer on that game five lease in. Um, I don't know. It was, it was equal parts disappointing and impressive. I think for, for the two, for the two teams, it's, it's obviously a really good win for hundred thieves, I think. Um, but it, it's just, it's leaves so many questions for this TL team. Like how, how are they, supposed to be consistent because it feels like those games like three and four um you know game three was the pocket pick bjergsen zillion uh just made it like an easy mode game uh game four i forget what happened in game four but they oh they just had this disgusting ball comp um yeah i don't know like it seems like they should have these better ways to win and the team thinks like they're pretty clever with like whatever they're you know whippos counter picks in top lane and like that kind of stuff or like I don't know, but they just they just look disappointing on individual levels at different points in all these games and it makes it really confusing. Just really confusing as a TL supporter. Yeah, you put it the best way, like the games that they win, it gives you hope in them again, but then the the games that they lose, it's like you you can it you kind of do want to make fun of them for like yeah. you know, having this roster and, and not you know succeeding with it. It's it's a bit disappointing and like you just know that like if if it doesn't work out and they don't go to worlds this year, then like the changes will be made and like it play probably should be if it if it doesn't work out like this. But man, it's something it just doesn't feel right. But you know, kudos to Hundred Thieves for you know having the same roster for over a year now and they're they're still doing really well in at least here in the USA. Yeah, I think I think it's a really funny thing. It's like it's got to be a as from the perspective of Hundred Thieves, you got to just like laugh at these teams, like like TL. yeah, because it's because you you're sitting over there like knowing like we have a, like a three man core that has been on the same team for three years at this point, right? And gone to world like practically gone to worlds. Um, like they're obviously fucking good, and we're supporting them and just fixing pieces here and there to make it a better and better team right and then you're gonna watch tl as they have like the seven million dollar roster and you beat them and possibly you know sent them on the road to get knocked out of world's contention um yeah and and you're just like man you guys know that like you don't have to get rid of your whole roster right like some of these are good players like they might they might be better after you know they can just play together next year like you you, you actually don't know what it's going to be like but you also do get the feeling that tl is just you know steve's gonna say nope i'm gonna buy five other players sorry guys crazy crazy to think uh, any last words for uh, but i am i'm i'm happy that 100 days will be going to worlds just yeah the way that they played the series I, I i liked it yeah i definitely i don't know i i definitely agree i think i think it's a good they they have they have their moments where you where you think they're not as good you know like they they can get stomping games they can look bad but they definitely they definitely just like play so cohesively and and closer has like really crazy plays FBI is a crazy ADC and that's good that's good on some of these you know I mean jungle and AD is practically like all you need if they're both like going insane to win fights when it's like Sivir Zeri bottom lane meta. You just need one guy to finally engage with Wukong or Zin Zhao, and then the ADC just cleans it all up. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully the meta stays similar for them, and they they do get to stay like this consistent. Worlds for show. Let's push on to uh, the next series: Cloud Nine versus Evil Geniuses, which also went to. Actually, no, it only went to Game Four, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, this was actually, like, the one that wasn't Game 5. <laughs> yeah, and so, I think that against so a obviously lot of expectations... So, obviously, it was a Game 4, 3-1 EG stomp, right? No, sir, it's not. <laughs> yeah, against the expectations of... Especially having seen the previous Cloud9 series and, you know, and watching Evil Geniuses across the entirety of the Summer Split, uh, yeah, you would have thought that this one would have been in the favor of EG, but actually, C9 um, took this game, 
or took this match three to one. Um, looking pretty solid. Um, looking okay in their in their wins actually. Yeah, looking but, okay. You know, yeah, but you know when but we take those is sure. how I would feel. Yeah, if I was C nine. Um, and it's like it's kind of like wow, like what what happened to EG in the two week break from you know the end of summer to now and. Are they going to be okay? I mean, they'll be up against TSM in the next, you know, part of their bracket. But yeah, they better be okay. Are they going to be okay? CSM, right? Are they going to be okay? So yeah, let's let's get into the the series a little bit. How did you feel about C9 versus EG? Uh, you know, for me, I I think a lot of the plays that I remember from the series is just like Berserker playing fights like insane as Zeri and just pumping damage yeah. whenever they needed it. Um, it was his series for sure. It was, yeah, it was definitely his series. Though, did he win Player of the Series? He must have, right? Yeah, if he didn't, then something's not right. Yeah, but I, I think, I don't know, I, I wonder if for um, some of these, like for a team like EG, if some of it isn't just that they played, um, like they, they kind of like ran the league, you know, and ran the meta essentially for the whole split, obviously, right? Like they were super good. And then you get that two-week break and teams are scrimming on the playoff patch. And, you know, you're in whatever microcosm of scrim partners that you have. You probably aren't playing against C9 just because you know they're on your side of the bracket. Um, and and you just, like, get, like, kind of a bad read on what the picks to the meta are. And I think C9 might just be, like, you know, the perfect team to, like, screw you over with, like, you're, you're too comfortable with, with whatever your meta thing is because... They have guys, like, I mean, Berserker is one just, like, too fucking good. Sven's going to play, like, uh, range supports or supports that are going to, like, challenge you kind of in that lane um, and make you play better. And even then, you're still playing against Berserker, who's going to wipe up fights. And then you have, like, Fudge, who plays, like, the weird tanks, the counterpicks top, and plays them well. Um, And I think that that just can, like, like, obviously mess with your preparation uh you know and you have to kind of play like jensen's gonna pull out like a nivia in a game or he plays zoriana and that's stuff that like you isn't on your meta tier list right like the zillion in game four of the series um so i i wouldn't be surprised that this is just like kind of a a good matchup for c9 like just like the timeliness of it um with eg playing some weird picks uh and it not working out or c9 playing like good counter picks into the the eg meta um but we'll see we'll see how it goes for both of these teams i think eg still looked okay right like it, they they put up a fight it just was like bad fights <laughs> yeah hmm. i yes i would say a bit disappointing for eg in the end i'm sure that they'll you know get through some of the lower bracket pretty easily and have another fighting chance at the at spot at worlds but man i I don't think anyone was expecting this outcome at the end of the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I think 100 Days versus TL was up in the air for a lot of people, but EG versus C9, I'm I'm thinking a lot of people were going to go with EG having seen the way that C9 was, you know, the pre- previous yeah. week. Yeah, the way that C9 was against CLG, and then the way that CLG was against Golden Guardians, and you're like, holy shit, C9 is like <laughs> essentially barely better than Golden Guardians, right? Like, and they had four wins on the season. Uh-huh. But uh, now they... They proved that they were uh, still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let, let's go ahead and give a preview to the next week of playoff games. There's going to be three matches, which will be Team Liquid versus CLG, Evil Genius versus, versus TSM, and then the winner of those two matches will play on Sunday um, for the third, no, third slash fourth place match, for the fourth place match, and then uh, the winner will go on to the next week to play for second slash third, I believe. Anyways, let's start with Team Liquid versus CLG. I'm thinking heavily favored for TL, but if any time that CLG wants to, you know, revive their organization, like this would be it, actually. And it it would be really funny if CLG went against Team Liquid. (laughs) Um, It'd be really funny if CLG played TSM somehow, but, you know, the, the way that we have things matched up here, TL versus CLG. Who are you rooting for here? Uh, I definitely think I'm rooting for CLG in this instance. Uh, yeah, I phrased it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely rooting for T- CLG. I, and I, I don't know. This is this is totally like 
the the logical part of me is still looking at the teal roster and looking at the games that they've won and you're like yeah Bjergsen should be able to find some picks to shut down Palafox yeah Dokla should not run over Whippo but I know like in my heart of hearts that we're gonna see Whippo play like Olaf in game one and Dokla's gonna play like Akshan and shit on it or something and TL is just going to like lose the game by seven minutes and I'm going to be disappointed. And then it feels like they have to pull out like weird picks and Hans is playing MF bot lane in game five again. And I, you know, like I just, I, I don't think I have the confidence in TL as the team to, to actually like win this convincingly, but I think they should be good enough that they still can, even if they're, like kind of in this weird form, especially especially since CLG has not like proven that they're consistently really good yet either. I mean, they've had like that C9 matchup. If you're especially if you look at C9 who just you know three one to EG, you're like, okay, well they brought C9 to at least five games, right? Like that's pretty good. But then they had the same thing happen against Golden Guardians. I don't know that like you can say which one is their true form and which one like just was like they were good on that day. Um, so I don't know. I I want CLG to win. I think they should be. They have a good chance here. This is definitely the closer matchup. So I'll I'll root for CLG here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Are you still a CL, you're a CLG guy here? Or you, no, you said TL's gonna win. I'm rooting for TL, but I don't blame you for rooting for CLG because yeah, TL, uh, TL deserve to lose. I mean, they don't. No, let me rephrase that. TL don't deserve to win b- because they put themselves in this situation. But uh, yeah, man. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that that's my attitude towards them right now. Is like, you, you know, a couple more losses and they'll be at like TSM levels of disappointment for me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if it's kind of it's 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 at this point where I think TSM is like definitely bottomed out a lot worse than TL. But if you're if you had this TL roster at the beginning of the year, you there's like no chance in hell that they shouldn't be in worlds, right? Like that they're one of your top three guaranteed. It's not even like close, you know, like, like they should have been, if they're going to be the three spot, then they should be coming into this. And it's like, no doubt, like, yeah, they're going to make it through the losers bracket, but you don't, I don't have that same confidence in them as I would have five months ago. Yeah. Um. Next up we have evil geniuses versus TSM. I mean, it feels kind of foolish for us to even talk about this, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we are in the lower bracket, first place versus where that was TSM seventh or eighth? You know, one T- of the two. TSM was seventh. TSM was seventh. Okay. Uh... It should it should be EG. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it should be a, it should be hard. It should be evil. Or it should be evil geniuses. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. Like last weekend, they had TSM had bright spots, but still it was against FlyQuest who had shaky spots. Obviously, um, yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think they can I don't think they can win. I like the only hope is that somehow the like tactical time chamber you know that he's been in has. Like he's actually god mode now, and Hansama is shaking in his boots after what Berserker did to him, and doesn't know how to play ADC anymore. And the you know I don't know like they're just gonna fall apart. Um, or this is Evil Geniuses. It's not even Hansama. Like Danny is shaking in his boots after what Berserker did to them. Um, like, but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, yeah, it should it should be like an easy three zero for EG. <laughs> For sure. Then let's um let's kind of preview, you know, EG versus the winner of TL versus CLG. And we kind of have to have that conversation of like, man, it'd be kind of crazy if EG don't go to Worlds this year. Yeah. Yeah. After how, after how, I mean, I guess it's crazy only after how dominant they've been in summers, in summer split, right? Like, yeah. And winning spring. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, but I think like, I think it would have been easier if, if EG like, kind of coasted into playoffs the split again and it was you know they were like eight and eight again or you know like ten and eight like if if they went in 
in like what C9 spot was this split. Um, you kind of would have just said like, yeah, EG was good, but like winning spring was kind of a fluke and they'd need a bit of a fluke again. Right. Um, but okay. obviously, I see, I see your... obviously the other teams don't know what they're doing against EG in the regular split and EG was fucking good. Um, so it feels like you, now we have like this higher expectation of them. Right. But I, I, they are still this young team that I can see the world where they don't make it to worlds, right? But they have shown that they're good enough that they should easily be like that third spot, I think. Okay, yeah. I, the, the world where they don't make worlds is, you know, because Team Liquid wins their match and then Team Liquid beats Evil Geniuses is, is how I imagine it. But man, if CLG yeah. win both games, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the timeline is off the off the rails. Yeah, I'm uh, secretly I'm hoping that there's actually like hardwired plot armor in the LCS contracts, and it has to be CLG TSM in the spot for the third worlds. Uh, that'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be insane. But it would, it, like, it, I'm sh- it would almost assuredly be another ON6 team in groups, but it would be. A fucking insane story for LCS. <laughs> yeah, and like Owen Six and like play-ins groups because they don't even get to the stage. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe they'd sneak in. Like maybe somehow they're like that good that they go into the um, losers finals and and sneak that game too. And so then they go in as second seed. So that way it's like hundred thieves who has to go through play-ins and they're fine. They're fine in play-ins, but. CLG TSM in second seed free to groups that'd be sick <laughs> yeah all right let's stop fantasizing and you know kind of get this episode a little wrapped up so now there's 10 teams who have qualified for worlds um by now a couple of teams from across the world we have top esports and jdg from lpl i think the seeds have yet to be determined there next yeah. up from lck we have uh, gen g who will be first and T1 who will be second. Um, I think it's because of Gen G won the finals and T1, it, they're, they're going to default by points to my understanding. So they don't need to go to the regional uh, playoffs that they have. Yeah, you're correct. Um, next up, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Next up, we have 100 Thieves and C9 who will, you know, guaranteed a world spot um, just by winning their upper bracket semifinals matches, um, seeding that to be determined. Same thing for Rogue and G2. Um, out of the LEC, also qualified for Worlds now. And I've, I, I've written here MAD as well, and I think there's still a fourth seed that's yet to be determined out of LEC, if I have that correctly. Yeah, I think that somehow... I forget how the EU uh, like seeding stuff works, but some, somehow it works out by like points or something that, that, that Matt is Matt is in it. Because they qualified off of like G2 winning a series last weekend after they had lost. So it didn't make sense to me. But um, yeah, some, somehow Matt has to go. I see. And then lastly, the 10th team that's qualified so far is going to be Isuris from LLA. So we have almost nearly half of the world's teams um, finalized by now. And pretty cool so far yeah yeah pretty crazy did you watch any have you watched any of these other regions i think i think last weekend i tried to stay up to watch uh some of the gen g's t1 series and they had like an hour long technical delay at the beginning and it was like oh, damn it, it was like the show was supposed to start at like ten thirty our time and it was like damn lck at a normal time that's fucking insane. pretty early yeah and then they had too. like an hour long delay and it was like eleven forty five by the time the game started i was like okay never mind there goes my hopes and dreams. But Genji yeah. like stomped those games, so I didn't miss much that I couldn't catch in the recap thread. Dang, that's exciting to see. And yeah, I think out of LPL, like the last the people scraping for the last couple of spots are gonna be pretty contentious as well because I think there's like the the Do and B Tarzan team, and then there's also um EDG, you know, the last last year's world champions, you know, still vying for a spot to my understanding. So the the last few spots are gonna be contentious for lpl yeah it should be exciting for those guys obviously heavy favorites regardless of if they come in as three or four seeds once it comes to the world's groups so yeah all right uh anything else for this episode that you want to chat about uh do you want to talk about the 100 thieves c9 matchup 
did we talk about that one? This the winners finals. Winners finals. Oh no. Um. Yeah. That that's a couple of weeks out. No, oh, yeah, that's we can talk weekend. about that right now. This is Sunday. Oh really? Yeah. I must have totally missed it. This it's a then. Saturday. It's it's yeah. It's TLEG or TLCLG Thursday. EG TSM Friday. Hundred C nine Saturday, and then the winners of the losers brackets on Sunday. Oh, okay. Because next hmm. week is LCS finals. You're right. You're right. Okay. Let's have you start on this because I I I, I have kind of a basic bitch take on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that the way that they've been playing, it should be hundred thieves. The way that they've been drafting, I think it can be C nine, if that like makes sense. Because I I think that I think the hundred thieves like I don't know like I feel like whenever when you win games like that game five against TL where it's like literally just I mean closer just ego picked Lee Sin and then smurfed on them like nobody's like playing a lot of Lee Sin it's just like Zin Zhao Trundle Wukong meta for jungle right and he said nah yeah. fuck that I'm I'm gonna win this game and he did it um. I think that like that that kind of like skill play is still like something that C9 can be exploited by. Um like they're you know they play kind of volatile early styles. I don't know like um like Berserker still seems like he's not like super like dominant in lane, right? Like he's obviously like an insane AD in team fights. Um but I think you know it might just be like some of still having like Sven as a support, but they like they don't always win lanes. Uh, and you have Fudge, who is susceptible to counterpicking and not being perfect in his counterpicks. Uh, and, like, th- th- those are all things that, like, if if 100 Thieves just, like, outhands them early or, you know, keeps it even and outhands them in, in like, mid-game fights or stuff around Dragon, like, like Closer, Abadage, like, those guys can all, like, take over series. Someday can, like, really neutralize Fudge if he tries to do, like, Fiora counterpicks, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think that hundred thieves has like the better shot by form, but there's, there is a good chance that C9 just like picks these, these comps where like, I don't know, they're, you know, like the, like the time, the time that they picked out the Anivia a couple weeks ago in regular season and like played that really well, the zillion game four comp where they had zillion Renata with Olaf and Sari, like you just like could never kill anybody on c9 side like those are those are really good signs of like strategic minded stuff like just draft minded stuff that c9 is really good at so i i can see the arguments for either side but i think it's more likely that 100 thieves does come out on top okay Uh, yeah i was gonna probably pick 100 thieves as well uh, between the two but i think that cloud nine could make this an exciting series um i i don't know why i consider them the underdogs in this matchup uh, I mean, just they definitely because... are just by regular season, right? Oh yeah, there, there's that. Um, but yeah, just the way that hmm, the Cloud Nine versus EG series like really messes things up because I wasn't that high on them, and then now like you know they show that they can do it and they can get things together. And Jensen is okay, Fudge is okay, <laughs> but Berserker is a beast at least. Uh, so they have that going for them. Blabber is okay as well. I don't um. I'm just not super impressed by a lot of the Cloud9 members. Really just like Sven and um, Berserker are the only people that I'm high on for Cloud9. Whereas yeah. for 100 Thieves, um, I I really like the way that they've been playing as a team so far. So that's why I, I would be rooting for them. Yeah, I, I do think like the C9, like the C9 top side, like, like you said, are they have a tendency to kind of like underperform if things aren't perfect for them you know like like that um like in That's that eg series it. right like they had um like the the game three that eg won i remember watching that draft and thinking like like eg had picked like the seraphine on like their fourth pick right and c9's like still needs both teams still need to pick their mid laner c9's like hovering this is year it's like the obvious like EG needs like a super damage threat because they're playing Seraphine uh, bottom, and and this is like it's like a hundred percent EG is gonna pick Azir if it's up right. And Jensen's like 
No, 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 no. I'll pick LeBlanc. I'll shit on Azir in lane, right? We can gink him. He'll never be good. We'll win before the team scales. And then he picked LeBlanc. They didn't shit on him. The team, like, obviously outscaled, and, and EG won the game. And it was, like, totally because they had Azir damage. Like, if they had to play with any other mid laner, I think they would not have ever done enough damage to win that game. And, like, that game felt like, you know, like, if if C9 doesn't just, like, troll that pick, you know, then then Jensen's in a good spot, and it's, like, fine. But he tried to be, like, all tricky about it and, and screwed himself up and put himself in a really bad position and just looked mediocre. Um, and then he, in the game four, he had Zillion, and it was like, oh, this is a super good pick for the comp, and he played well, right? And then I think also in that series, they had the the first game where EG tried to pick, like, Hecarim jungle and, like, shake things up, like, out the bat. And I think that stuff just, like, did not go well for them. Um, so in a, in a way, like in my head, it's kind of like if, if EG probably just plays more standard in game one, they have a way better chance, uh, instead of like kind of giving over a game and the momentum in the series. And then in game four, uh, like they, they got a little bit cheesed, like not like not super cheese, but just like that C9 had like the way better draft. So if you expect like kind of those those things and say that those games are maybe like a little more like favored just out of the drafting position, then I think it's like a way better chance that EG actually could have won that series. So, so that's the part where like, I agree that maybe C9 isn't that good. They just put themselves in really good spots, like from the get go, like strategically or EG was trying to play themselves pretty badly. And then that made, C9 looked better as a team, but they're still like not that great of players. It was just like they were in such winning positions that they couldn't possibly have lost a five-game series playing like that. I think I went a little long, but the point being, I I agree with you that C9 is probably like a little more mediocre than just winning a series against EG would tell you. Uh huh. Yeah, I just I don't know what I don't know my read on. Cloud9 is really messed up right now from their two playoff matches. Yeah. I think I think probably the only read we could make right now is that anything can happen in LCS playoffs. We were one True. game away from Golden Guardians playing this weekend, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, Golden Guardians and TSM still being in the playoffs. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> the 18 playoff supporters would would be, you know going crazy rabid did you manage to catch the um, the double lift video with the three owners in it and stuff uh i think i watched i watched some of it i think i watched a good like hour of that podcast maybe i went okay, back yeah, and same here but yeah. same here i listened to like the first hour or so and it was cool and all but it felt really out of place for double lift to be there and um in the end, it was, it, it's all right, I think. It, but it had, I feel like getting those people on a call had like such much more potential of like what could have been said or something like that. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think, I think Double Lift is still, it's still really funny to watch Double Lift kind of like go into these like more worldly ventures, you know, where he's, he's trying to do interviews, he's trying to like do takes on stuff and be, you know, like a, like semi-journalist react guy uh when it like when it comes to like the roster leaks in the season and stuff uh yeah. and like that stuff i feel like he just is not still he still hasn't figured out how like he's gonna be that person you know like he he struggles with the interview parts like i'm being like knowledgeable about stuff and still is definitely like very clearly somebody who was a programmer for 10 years during a formative part of their life and so missed out on normal life experiences like putting your leftovers in a fridge instead of taking them out of the trash can later in the day wait is that a real thing yeah i think that happened i think that came up in like last week's tricast with sneaky medios and he was saying dude do you guys he's like lena gets mad at me for uh eating out of the trash sometimes do you guys like how right girlfriends am i right and sneaky medios were just like sorry you eat out of the trash bro <laughs> And he had to explain it where it was where he sometimes decides he doesn't want the food anymore and puts it in the trash. And then like two hours later, he says, "Mm, actually, no, I am still hungry. I'll try it again. And 
it's at the top of the trash can still in the container so he just takes it out of the trash and eats it it's fine pro gamers dude yeah yeah brain no rot. comment a little no bit comment. of brain rot if i have nothing nice to say say nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep our podcast on the radio here dude i think if we got in a beef with double lift it'd be good for ratings so <laughs> for the ratings <laughs> the Niel- yeah the nielsen's yeah <laughs> all right um any anything else for this week of on the hunt Oh, did you see they put a new champ in, in lore that's, like, not in uh in League? They put Yumi's, like, person, Nora. No, I did not hear about that. Yeah. Lore got its first exclusive champ. The lore? The lore. Legends of Runeterra, sorry. Okay, that's going to be it for episode 64 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you're listening to us on, if you haven't already. We'd appreciate it if you also give us a rating or hit the like button to show us some support. You can find us on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We'll see you all next week for another episode of On The Hunt. See ya!